Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast, where freedom, health, and wholeness is our mission. In each episode, we will expose the lie that you are alone in your struggles and your pain. We share truth through our stories using the power of vulnerability and honesty, empowering you to live the life you are destined to live. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We are back. I am your host, Chris, and I am here with my good friend today, Caleb. Welcome. Welcome. Man, so this week we're gonna we're gonna discuss why does the enemy have the right to attack Christians? We're bought by the blood of Jesus. We're mm-hmm. saved. Yes, sir. And as soon as we get saved, now Caleb, when you got saved, everything became perfect, right? A hundred percent. Just just dancing on streets of gold, yeah. and there is angels singing. All the above. All the above. <laughs> no financial worries. No more sin. Sin was completely gone. Mm-hmm. And and so, Caleb, how do you walk in the, the level of perfection that you do now? Well, I don't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't. You know, that was kind of, that's a little bit of a bummer, though. I mean, when yeah. I got saved back in the 90s, they made it sound like, like everything was going to be amazing and perfect, mm-hmm. and God was just going to take care of everything for me. Yeah. Which he does, but but oh, there's there's responsibility on my side. Yeah, and then there's this guy named the devil mm-hmm. who's annoying. Oh, at the to say the very very least, <laughs> you know, I don't want to give any more power than he, than than I need to. But there is influence. Mm-hmm. He is able to influence. And that was something I didn't necessarily understand. I thought when I got saved that the only spirit that I would ever have to listen to was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, now, he probably is the, not probably, he is the only spirit that I should be listening to. Yeah, he's the only one. But I think we have to keep in mind is that we are made up of three parts. Mm-hmm. We are spirit, we are soul, and we're body. Yes, sir. And when we're looking at that aspect is that our spirits can connect to God mm-hmm. and our, our souls, that's our mind, will, and our intellect, though, that's like the mediator between that and the body that discerns the natural realm around us. And mm-hmm. our minds can be affected by the enemy. Mm-hmm. We can believe lies. We can yeah. act those out. Mm-hmm. And uh, our bodies can just be affected and tormented by the devil. Yeah. And so today we kind of want to talk a little bit about some of those ways, some of those open doors and the way that the enemy has access to our lives. Yes, sir. So let me ask you a question, Chris. Ask? Oh, yeah. I was (laughs) hoping you would. Do you struggle with sin? Do I struggle with sin? I try to struggle with sin as less, the least that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, See, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm sinless because I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just learned um, over the years that struggling with sin is not necessary. It's not. I don't think. I don't think we like. You hear people say, "Well, you'll always struggle." Yeah, you're always going to struggle. But hopefully, what I struggle with decreases as I gain victory. Mm-hmm. over different things. Yeah, you gain authority of it. And, you know, 
if there's an area in your life that you are struggling with, if there's if there is sin that is continually, now I'm not talking about the occasional thing, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like every single day you wake up and you are struggling with whatever sin, yeah. that shows me that you have not had victory over that area mm-hmm. and that you need to have the 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 power, the blood of Jesus poured over that Mm -hmm. but in addition to the supernatural thing you need to close some doors yeah because there's different ways that the enemy could come at us and Mm -hmm. one of those is just intrusion like we're always going to have those intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. but we've got to get to a point where we kind of begin to check those off Mm -hmm. yeah i mean um that is 100 percent true you have to gain authority over the areas that you struggle with uh and um so let me ask you again the question in that in regards to sin um in the in regards to the constant struggle of sin how does that affect us i think the constant and this is what the enemy the enemy continually wants to distract us and pull us out of relationship with god mm-hmm. i think that's a number one i don't think it's just about getting us to do the act of sin yeah it's pulling the focus mm-hmm. because sin can sin is isn't necessarily the goal of the enemy but the goal is to be able to distract us and get our focus off of him yep. so that we're not focusing on the things that God wants us to to focus on that's so good yeah and so if we are continually walking down the road instead of talking to Jesus hearing his holy spirit let's say that i have i struggle mm-hmm. with with lust mm-hmm. and i i'm walking down the beach that is filled with a bunch of attractive women wearing next to nothing mm-hmm. and as i'm walking through there the holy spirit is wanting to speak to me he's Mm -hmm. wanting to show me the beauty of his creation maybe he wants me to witness to somebody maybe he wants me to do good things maybe he just wants to show me something about his character Mm -hmm. as i'm walking down this beach yeah okay but if i am sitting there going don't look don't look don't look don't sin don't look don't look really don't look at that don't look don't look don't look i'm i'm concentrating i'm trying i'm i'm staring at my feet don't look and i have all this tension i'm gonna miss what the holy spirit is trying to speak to me Mm -hmm. and trying to tell me wow and so when we do that we pull ourselves out of opportunities for relationship with the lord Mm. wow so i mean if i have to sum it up into one thing um what what you're pretty much saying is it all depends on which kingdom you give attention to absolutely because remember the demonic always wants attention Mm -hmm. that's what i'm really kind of leery about some of these there's some ministries out there that all they do is they cast out the devil yeah and they're you know and i remember back especially in the 90s and late 90s there's this one guy and he bought all kinds of airtime late at night on tv and Mm -hmm. he would talk to the devil and he would do all these things (laughs) and they're like is that real i'm like absolutely it's real he probably Mm -hmm. really is dealing with the demonic Mm -hmm. but he's making but it's like this if that's a whole thrust of your ministry you never get beyond the good important things Mm -hmm. And, and you're always focused. Because if you focus on darkness, you're only going to see darkness. Yeah. And really, if you're focusing so much, like I one time as a pastor, I had this guy come up to me. Mm-hmm. And I had preached a, a message. Um, I, I don't know if it was on money or it was something kind of controversial or sexual sin or something like that. Yeah. And he comes up to me and he goes, hey, I know that you struggle with that. 
He came up to you. He did. He just okay. come up. He came up to me, and she go. He, he goes, and again, I can't remember. Let's just say that it was it was on 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 stealing or on yeah. money or something like that. And he comes up, and he goes, "I know that you really struggle mm. with that issue, with materialism and money." Mm. And I said, "Really? How, how do you know that?" He goes, "Because pe- preachers only preach. Oh wow, on what they struggle with. Like <laughs> you only talk about what you struggle with." Mm. And as he's walking away, I'm going, you know what? I wonder if this guy really struggles with that. Mm-hmm. And he is really battling this hypocritical side of being one way and acting another way. And, you know, when we are in this point where we're always combating sin, we will see sin in everything. If we're always combating the devil, we'll see the devil in everything. It's where our focus and our affections go to, where our energy goes to. Wow. And see, that's where we have to be careful mm-hmm. is that we can be so focused on not sinning, we actually sin more because that's where our focus is. Yeah. Because God desires for us to have our affections on Him, mm-hmm. our attention on Him, our time, our talents, mm-hmm. our finances, all of those things on Him. Wow. And when something continually pops up, something that continually jumps up and gets in your face, Mm -hmm. that shows that you haven't got mastery over it, and it's actually taken more time away from you. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll go back to to the sexual sin. I know guys that have spent a lot of money on protecting themselves Mm -hmm. from porn. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not, especially early on, it's probably a good idea, but they're they're putting filters on, they're buying Mm -hmm. equipment, they're buying the routers, they're buying all these other things, trying to isolate themselves from that. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not saying that's not a good thing, Mm -hmm. but what it is is they're not dealing with what is drawing and pulling me in to getting my needs met from something like that. Mm And that's where we have to look at what is the root of the issue? What is causing those things? Wow. Now, let me ask you a question. I, I heard one preacher one time online says, you want to starve, you, you want to kill the flesh, you have to starve the flesh. Okay. Now, uh, you said dealing with the root. Do you think you can kill the flesh by starving it without dealing with the root? No, I don't think you can. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think that root is always going to be there. Here's mm-hmm. here's something that's really interesting. I think this is kind of how the spiritual realm works. Yeah, is that there is a fish. I think it's called the lungfish. Mm-hmm. Um, even catfish have been known to do this, mm-hmm. um, where they will burrow down into the mud. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is that when the water begins to to drop, they could tell that the water is dropping down, and so they will actually burrow down deep as they can get, mm-hmm. and they will just sit there in the mud, and they'll actually start to hibernate. Oh wow! Okay. Mm. And so when the rains come in and the, the 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 monsoon season comes through or whatever, is that when that when the atmosphere when those things start to to come up where any other fish should have died, this thing that's buried deep down inside when the conditions are right it comes out. Mm. And so this is something that we see, and I'm sure you've experienced this at yeah. some point of like like emotions are like a check engine light. Mm. Okay. Anytime an emotion pops up, and if you have an extreme emotion on something, like if you feel anger, you feel rage, you feel jealousy, um, negative emotions, when something happens, that's an area where you need to take back to the Lord and look like, okay, why am I having this reaction? Mm. And, uh, you know, because there, there, there's certain conditions that are met. 
Hmm. Like you could think that you've dealt with something for years until the right opportunity comes up. Yeah. And sometimes we just isolate ourselves hmm. from um, things hmm. to keep the conditions like this won't be met, yeah. but we've never actually dealt with it. And so when that tide comes in and all of a sudden things rise yeah. up, just like that fish that they can sense that it comes out. That's how the demonic works is that sometimes mm-hmm. they'll just sit there and just wait. Mm. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, so uh, we've heard a lot of people say uh, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And people have tried that. I mean, I know I have, uh, but sometimes it doesn't work. Why no. is that? James 4, 7, is, it's, it's, it's a great passage. Mm. It gives us a lot of truth. And a lot of people will c- quote that. And mm. you're 100% right. Resist the devil, he will flee. But there's another part of that that we forget, right? Yeah. What, what part do we forget? Submit yourself. Submit yourself to yeah. the Lord. And, that's, and a lot of times we look at that submitting as just being a process of, of like, hey, I am not going to do, I'm mm. not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Okay, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to, you know, you get that in that mode. Like, I'm submitted to the Lord. Yeah. But really what that submission is, is coming underneath of the Lord and allowing his thinking to mm-hmm. be your thinking where these things no longer have appeal. Mm-hmm. It's like, is God tempted by sin? No. No. Okay. And we're being called to be more godlike, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because it just doesn't have an, have an appeal. Yeah. You know, um, some people, man, they, they like sushi. Mm-hmm. You like sushi? I hate sushi. I hate sushi. Yeah. It's like, why would you eat something wrong? Like, throw that thing on the grill. Exactly. But they are so, like, I am never tempted to eat sushi. Mm. Like, I remember this warning came out about, like, don't eat sushi. It has these worms in it. I'm like, not a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, pizza. <laughs> I think pizza That's is. That's a different story. That is God's gift to humanity is pizza. <laughs> and I never, like, I've never been tempted to overeat sushi because mm-hmm. it has no appeal to me. Pizza, mm. on the other hand, that's good stuff. Yeah. Now I have another. I have another question before we keep going. Yeah. Uh, is it submit yourself? You know, and then I I, I love chapter uh, verse ten that says, "Humble yourself before the Lord, and He will lift you up." Mm. Can you speak on that in regards to uh, chapter uh, verse seven that says, "Resist the devil." How does how is that connected to humbling yourself before the Lord, and He will lift you up? Well, I think part of humbling yourself is just is just understanding who you are. Mm. I think humility isn't necessarily thinking of yourself, mm. thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less, mm. where you understand that He is your source. His ways are higher than your ways. Wow. And you're coming into Him and you're saying, look, I don't understand everything about you, God. Mm-hmm. But what I do understand, I'm going to give over to you fully. Mm. And I'm going to try to make, to the very best of my abilities, my lifelong goal is not to be a good, like for me personally, is not to be a good Christian, to Mm. not to get a million people saved, but to make sure that his thoughts are my thoughts. Mm. You know, I think Bill Johnson says, I can't afford to have any thought in my head that's not his. Wow. And that's part of what I really want to do. And I think when you humble yourself before him, I think that's when he could lift you up because, mm. you know, he, he sees you and understands you as a child. And wow. he's like, you know what? You get it. Wow. And that's the the best position uh, you can be at just to resist the devil. When you resist the devil from that position, he actually flees. Well, it, the Bible says that we are seated in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, and this is, what's what's interesting is that that the verb that's used in this is that it's not a 
future tense, but mm-hmm. it's a present tense yeah. that, that you were seated, like your goal, like where you are at is mm-hmm. like you were seated with Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you rise above things and you could see things for what they are. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty. And I think that's one of the ways that where you master, uh, not even master, but when you overcome different sin in mm-hmm. your life, it's yeah. because you understand, like with me and that smoking, like I understood, like, man, this tastes bad. My body rejects it. Mm-hmm. And just the smell and taste of it is something I don't ever want to do again, Mm -hmm. you know? Wow. So God is a good God. Yeah. And he's also a good father. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And he wants us to be protected. Absolutely. So why does the devil still have access in some of our lives? Okay. So... Through my understanding, this is again, this is my, this is a way that I, I put all this together. Is mm-hmm. that there's two different ways that the enemy can gain access into our lives, mm-hmm. and one is just intrusion. Yeah, the, that intrusion is, and this is the way that Webster's Dictionary, you know, this is this is definition is the act mm-hmm. of pushing or thrusting in. This is where the enemy just comes at you. You know, we see this with Job. You know, we see this in in. Um, a lot of cases in the Bible where the enemy just shows up. Yeah. Okay. Not everything happens because you've sinned. Mm. Not every bad thing that happens. Just like the boy that was born that was born blind. Mm. They come to they come to Jesus and say, Hey, who sinned? Was it his parents or was it him? He goes, Neither. This was just this happened so that you could see the glory of God. Wow. And so our victory over sin really does point people to God. Mm. And so he allows those things to to happen. You know, the, the intrusion is when those fiery darts um, come at us yeah. that, that Ephesians talks about. But you know what? We've been given protection for that. Mm-hmm. And this is why Jesus, or uh, Paul, talks mm-hmm. about Ephesians 6. He says, take on the full armor of God, take it on the shield of faith. Um, that you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Okay, mm. Th- there's no there's no rhyme or reason. It's just the enemy just really hates you. Yeah, and the enemy hates you for no other reason than God loves you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, so it, God knows that that we're going to be tested. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Jesus is with us, mm. and that actually draws us closer to Christ. Yeah, because the closer we are to God, the more that we're in His protection. Mm-hmm. And that we will know to be able to walk away from those things. Yeah. And the more that we have the mind of Christ, the less intrusion will come because the Holy Spirit does warn us about those things. Mm-hmm. He keeps us safe from those things. Yeah. And the more that we put on the armor of God, the more that those fiery darts just won't have the effect that others have. Mm-hmm. So there is there there is intrusion, but there's yeah. also this other thing that's called legal ground. Yeah. Let's back it up a little bit. Yeah. Intrusion. Okay. Why is the enemy always bound into intruding our lives? Why does why does he want to, to mm-hmm. do that? He's all it's like I mean, it's something that he's constantly doing. I mean, what's his goal? Separation. Elaborate. I think that that I think we go back to the nature of who mm. Satan is. Yeah. Of, of Lucifer, mm. of his original creation, is mm-hmm. that Lucifer was um, a, a worshiping angel. It says that he actually had instruments, like his body was an instrument, mm-hmm. and that he was actually above, physically above, not spiritually, but physically above. He covered heaven mm-hmm. in worship. Mm. And it, it says, you know, 
that, that oh how you've fallen mighty yeah you know and so his focus is or his desire after he was cast down because pride seeped in mm. and he said i will ascend i will be higher than god the mm. most high and that, that when he was cast out of heaven he lost his position but he lost his relational position with the lord mm is that he was one of the, the th- three most powerful beings that, mm. that was in, in heaven. Mm. And when he lost that, he lost his position, he lost his relationship, and he lost his connection with God. Wow. And his whole goal now is to to begin to take, because he can't hurt God, mm-hmm. that he can't, he can't come at him. You know, the Bible talks about how there was this great battle in heaven where mm-hmm. one-third of the angels rebelled. It actually one, says that one-third of, the, the, of heaven rebelled because mm-hmm. um, there's other things in heaven other than just angels. Mm-hmm. There's, there's these celestial beings. There's these many-faced animals. There, there's yeah. all this wild stuff in heaven that's oh, not yeah. just angels. Mm-hmm. And so it says that one-third fell. Mm. Because he, he and there was never a battle. We get in this. Oh, it's this battle of good and darkness, of uh, battle between God and the devil. There is no battle mm-hmm. that God has all authority and all power. Yeah, and He can't hurt him. The only way that He can hurt him is to begin to hurt His children. Mm. And I think we see this even in 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 a good father and a good child, good mother and father. And a good child that that you could say whatever you want about me, yeah. But if you ever hurt my kids, like that hurts. Mm. Like when your children suffer, it does hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of the schemes of the enemy is to try to hurt the Lord through hurting us. Mm. And let's face it, He still wants attention. Yeah, He still wants as many people to follow Him. As he can, because he lost that position in heaven, wow. and so that's why I think he continually attacks. Wow, that's good. Now, legal rights. Let's get into that now. Legal, legal ground. That's yeah. that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are are many different ways, but I've kind of boiled them down to just you know four or five different things that that he could come in and and have have. His way. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about legal ground, this is a place where Satan has the right to be because I or someone else has given him that right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so Ephesians four twenty seven says, "Do not give place to the devil." Mm-hmm. Okay. Second Peter says, "They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves." To depravity, for a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. Mm. Okay, that Romans six sixteen says, "Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as a slave, you are slaves to the one whom you obey." Mm-hmm. Okay, whether you're slaves to sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. Mm. And so, the best way that I could describe. Um, legal ground, having legal access, is is, is this analogy. Caleb, mm. I love you, brother. Mm. We've become really good friends. And let's just say, I, I want us to, to, to really solidify our friendship. Mm. And because I love hanging out with you, and uh, I'm like, my house is your house. I said, you come and go whenever you want. You want mm. something in the fridge, 
go get it. Yeah. You, you, you want to come over, you just come on in. You don't even have to knock. Mm. I still want you to knock. I, yeah, you know. I will always. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's say that, that I go, you know what? I like you so much, I'm actually going to give you a key to my house. Mm. And here's a piece of paper saying you have access Whatever is mine is yours. I want to give you that legal right, and I want to give you the key. And at first, it's going good. You come over, you hang out, and it's 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 good. And then then one time you come over, and it's about nine o'clock at night. I'm kind of winding down, and like, hey, I'm here. Hmm. I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Well, I don't want to offend you, so just we'll we'll, we'll hang. Or maybe the next time you come over and you eat my last slice of pizza hmm. and that I've been looking forward to all day and you're sitting there eating. I'm like, I'm starting to get a little bit perturbed, but you know, I'm not going to say anything quite yet because I still yeah. like your company. And then it happens. Hmm. Two o'clock in the morning, you and your buddy show up to my house, drunk, hooting and hollering, hmm. making noise, making a mess, eating all my food, spilling stuff on my carpet. And I said, dude. You, you, you got to leave. I got to work tomorrow. I got to be up in four hours. And you're like, I ain't leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you really got to leave. Oh, I ain't leaving. I said, okay, you know what? I'm calling the cops. Mm-hmm. I call up the cops. The cops show up. And I'm like, this dude is in my house. I told him to leave. He won't leave. And the cop looks at you and goes, I want you to leave. Mm-hmm. And you go, hold on. I have a key. And I got a piece of paper. Yeah. That's what legal ground is. You know, this is actually a true story in, in a way. This happened in California where they, this couple hired this nanny, to this lady to be a live-in nanny. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up having to fire her. Yeah. And she could still come and go from the house whenever she wants because California has such strong tenant laws mm-hmm. that, that she, this couple had to live with this person in their house for three or four months until they could finally get rid of her because she, she had legal right to be there. Wow. This is what we do with the enemy. So there's different ways where we unwittingly partner with the enemy mm. to come and to, to live with us and hang out with us. Yeah. And each one of these is is actually going to probably take a, a whole entire podcast yeah to probably discuss and so i think we'll maybe discuss some of these in a little bit greater depth later on but mm-hmm. just kind of for those of you listening is that um um and, and th- there's probably more but yeah. these these are kind of the the main ones that we're going to talk about is mm-hmm. that disobedience yeah like we are just disobedient to the lord mm-hmm. um vows and judgments Mm. That's another huge one that that we that we struggle with, mm-hmm. you know, curses, generational curses, unforgiveness, mm. and so there's these different ways. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of break these down. I'll give you kind of the Cliff Notes version. Mm-hmm. You know, disobedience, and this when I say disobedience, it's like willful sin. Yeah, it's like when you know that you're not supposed to be doing it, but you're doing it. Yeah. It's like, I know I shouldn't do this. Like, I know I shouldn't say this or mm. I shouldn't go there and I do it anyway. Wow. You know, that's, that's one of those things where it's, it's, it's an act, it's an attitude mm. just to disobey. Like, you know, the Bible says don't do this and you do it anyways. Yeah. You know? Um, so there's two different, so there's actually two different ways that we disobey is that when we do what God has told us not to do, mm-hmm. we know about by scripture Mm-hmm. He says, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, thou shall not steal. And we're like, 
yeah, but I really you like really the, want it. Yeah. And you go, you steal. <laughs> I know, you know, or, you know, like thou, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. That means don't lust. Mm. And we're like, oh, but I really would like to watch that movie yeah. of that actress or mm. that actor that I really dig. Yeah. And so it's when, when we go against those things. But mm. I would also go to is there's times when the Lord tells us not to do things. Oh, yeah. Like it's like there are some things that it's sin for you, but it's not sin for, for someone else. else. Yeah, yeah. It's like Romans fourteen. Yeah, that's in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I love it when that happens. Yeah, you know. But there's lots of different examples mm. of, of when there's just you know things God says don't do that. Yeah, you know, that's okay. Yeah. The other one is is that when God tells us to do something and we don't act and we on do it. Do not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I mean, I've, that's something that I've often done. When it's like, go do that, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Or even just delayed obedience. You know, delayed obedience it's is still, still disobedience. disobedience yeah. And that's what really sucks. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know about delayed. I mean, I knew delayed obedience was disobedience. But there was one time the Lord asked me to do something. And I was sharing with my friends, group of friends. And then uh, this friend of mine turned to me and said, you know, Caleb, delayed obedience is disobedience. And that hit me in the face. I was like, got to do it. And that's, again, and that's where when we're talking about having that relationship with the Mm -hmm. Lord, like if you're continually dealing with temptation and sin and distracted by other things, Mm -hmm. we miss that voice of the Lord. Yeah. And just because we are busy doing something else doesn't give us an excuse not to act on what the Lord has put on our heart. Yeah. Like, we can't just say, oh, Lord, when this is convenient. Mm, oh, boy. I'm kind of feeling convicted right now. Well, let's, yeah. just, let's, let's move on. Let's, yeah. just, let's just move on. <laughs> like, good luck with that. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to disobedience, I think that the, the, one of the roots of disobedience really is pride mm-hmm. or unbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Yeah, it comes back to you know, pr- you know, they say pride is the root of all sin. I'm not so sure about that, but you know, when 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 you start to say, "God, I'm going to obey you on my own terms," hmm. that's a scary place to be. A hundred percent. You know, we start saying, you know, I I I, I sure I know this. I, I know you. You know, Lord, I think I believe you, but yeah. Or we start trying to rationalize that sin. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You want to talk about unbelief? <laughs> sure. Let's talk about unbelief. Because <laughs> uh, I remember, um, I think there's a verse in the Bible that says everything you do outside of faith is sin. I think it's Roman, Romans 14, right? They're, they're, you're bringing up the Bible again, man. I just... I, 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 I mean, that's... <laughs> I hate it when you do that. Well, that's the only legal ground that I have. Oh, only? Okay. Well, we'll you keep know. working on going through that. <laughs> we'll talk about the others. But yeah, uh, give us an example of unbelief that leads into disobedience. Uh, into, yeah, disobedience. You know, I think I think sometimes it's, it's like when the Lord speaks, we mm-hmm. get into this, was that really the Lord? Wow. Or is that just me? Hmm. I honestly, that's something that I struggle with, especially depends on what season you're in and yeah. where your confidence level of hearing the voice of the Lord is. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because you come back to like Elijah on the mountain, mm. and he, the, the Lord says, "Hey, I'm going to appear to you. Go, go up on this mountain." Mm. And he's standing there, and there's an earthquake. Then there's fire. Then there's wind. Then yeah. there's thunder. And the and the and it says that that the voice of the Lord was in none of these. Mm. That he came to him in that still small voice. Yeah. And that can be a challenge that if you've been in a season where you have missed it or you've mm-hmm. messed up or you've been involved in sin. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is a universal truth. If you get nothing else out of this podcast today, I, I, you need to understand this, this, this fact. Mm-hmm. Sin still separates. Yeah. I don't care what any of these idiots out there that are preaching this gospel of it's okay, do whatever you want, God's going to wink at your sin. That is not scriptural. It is not as truth. Hell is real, mm-hmm. and God's commandments are true. Yeah, 100%. You know? You know, we try to rationalize all these things out here, and it's just idiotic what we try to believe and what we try to go with. Mm-hmm. And we got to be so careful. That's why it's important to even know the word. There's so many people that just don't know what the Bible said because they rely on the preacher that's preaching. Yeah. But what happens when you have somebody up there that shouldn't be preaching? Ooh. <laughs> I remember a quote from A.W. Tozer says, we are not shut up from God, not because God is specially far from us or because he's far away in a galaxy, but because there's a dissimilarity in our nature. Mm. Yeah. Anytime you can make God your own size, Mm, you're serving yourself. (laughs) Come on. Talk about it. No. <laughs> no, because that's I think that's what we try to do a lot over and over again is we try to make God our own size. Mm. And we try to make his voice sound like our voice and we try to rationalize all these things. Yeah. God isn't always rational. Not always. Because if you want to talk about something complete like the God of God or the God of Abraham is the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. Like you want to take irrational out. He's like, "Hey, you're going to have a baby when you're like a hundred and you're going to do it without Viagra. Okay. You're going to do it without (laughs) any type of in in vitro, any of those things. Yeah. Like you're going to do this way past your time. Mm. And so you old man and you old lady are going to be like teenagers and have yourselves a baby. And he's going to be a miracle. And we're going to call him Isaac. Mm. And then like, Many years later, Isaac was probably close to being an adult, if not an adult. Yeah. I've heard some people say he was in his 30s. I, I, I you know, I'm not, yeah. not 100% sure, but he was not a little kid. No, he was that not. He could be overpowered. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Hey, Abraham, remember that, 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 that gift that I gave you, that perfect child, that miracle baby that's going to be your inheritance? Yeah. Yeah. Take him up on the mountain and stab him. <laughs> in the face yeah that's what i want you to do mm. i want you to stab your only kid and kill it wow and he's like well that's not fair no Mm-mm. he didn't give re- he goes yes lord and the weird thing is is he he threw him on a donkey mm. brought some wood with him mm. and then he used him to pack use the kid to pack the wood up the hill that he was going to mm. use to burn him up with wow and I love it that the Bible says that Abraham knew that the same God who gave him Isaac will also be the God who can resurrect him from the dead. See? 
<laughs> God isn't rational. No. And sometimes he will ask things of us that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to be in a relational, to be in a, a covenant, to be in sync with him, mm. to be able to listen and to obey and not continually question. Wow. So guys have faith. No, I don't even think it's because you hear that a lot where people say, mm. oh, you just got to have faith, brother. No, you need to have a relationship. Mm with this God that goes beyond words on a page mm. or doing things out of ritual. Yeah. It's got to be this relational aspect with him because he is a good father. Mm-hmm. And in order to be a good father, you've got to have a relationship with your, your yeah. children. You've got, because to be in relationship with somebody that means that you listen, mm. that you talk, but they also listen, they talk. You spend time sitting in the lap of Jesus. You spend time together. You encourage each other. Hmm. It's more than just this, you are God, I will serve you. Hmm. There is that aspect. There is a fear and reverence to God, but there's also the aspect of that he is daddy. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's like, here's a, here's a great example. When my, my first child, you learned so much when you have, like you, you have no clue about the heart of the father God until you have children, mm. until you could love this little lump of flesh that it, the first year, they're only a poop factory anyways. And cry factor. Oh man, it's so, it's so good. <laughs> you know, but what you have is you have all these challenges that are going on and happening. But I remember my, my daughter, she was old enough to walk. And I was a youth pastor, and, and we had a youth center, and we had these tall bar height countertops. Mm. And I used to set her on the countertop, and she would run and jump. Mm. And I, I would, when, when mom wasn't looking, I would take a step back and see if she could make it and take a step back. And this kid was jumping. Mm. And I remember I was kind of showing off to my aunt. Wow. And I said, look how brave my daughter is. Mm. And my aunt, I'll never forget it, my aunt looked at me, and she goes, No. Look how much she trusts her daddy. Because my daughter knew that daddy was going to catch her no matter what. Wow. It's funny. I was actually reading uh, Isaiah 26 this morning that says he he keep those safe who maintain their faith and trust in the Lord. Yeah. That's pretty much the heart of the Father. It's like when... And I was asked, the Lord gave me the exact analogy. I was asking the Lord, Lord, what do you mean? And he said, look at a little kid. A little kid, a little kid knows without a shadow of a doubt, dad is going to keep me safe. Yeah. And I trust him with, all my, with my whole life. Yeah. Wow. And so, I mean, and, and I think, you know, and as we go to the next couple of podcasts, we're mm-hmm. going to get deeper into, into these, these other things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as we're talking uh, about disobedience and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, I think understanding that really everything comes down to obedience and disobedience mm-hmm. at its root. Yeah. Is that if you have unforgiveness in your life, well, Jesus says, forgive. Mm. You know, if, you, if you're making vows and judgments, well, yeah. Jesus says, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And, and so I think it, it, it comes down to, do you trust the Lord enough mm. not to continually take matters into your own hands? 
Jones. Wow. That's so good. Now, let me ask the question that some people may be asking right now. Ask it. How do you break those legal ground? Repent, repent, Mm. repent, and then repent some more. Mm. Um, You know, repentance is really a, a turning and understanding it's it's acknowledging him and saying look you know what your your ways are higher than my ways mm. and so when there's legal ground you come to him you come to the father you know and the, let's go back to the analogy of of you rudely mm. coming at 2 a.m with your piece of paper and saying i'm legal ground mm-hmm. you then have to go to the courts mm. and you have to say look this is what happened i made a mistake but i want him gone now Mm. And I think you do the same thing with the Lord. With any of these things, you go and you say, "Lord, I'm sorry." Mm. You know, especially in disobedience, you just say, "Lord, I've blown it, or I continue to blow it, mm. but I really am sorry." And again, remember the definition of repentance isn't just to be sorry for your sins, but it's actually to turn and go. It's to 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 say I'm sorry, but it's to turn and go the other way. Mm. So if there's an area that you're being disobedient, sometimes obedience, things that the Lord asks us to do, are, are time sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord says, hey, go go, go do this. Go give this person some money. And you're mm. like, I am not giving that person my money. Mm. Well, you've missed the opportunity to do that. Mm. Um, you know, but, but you say, Lord, I'm sorry. And the next time you tell me to give a homeless person money, I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say that it's a little bit deeper where it's a sin, where um, um, it's, it's uh, we'll go back to our analogy of sexual sin. Mm. You know, it's, it's going to, like if you're in, in an adulterous relationship, you're going to have to cut that relationship off. You're then going to have to confess the relationship mm-hmm. to the closest people around you. If you're married, you're going to have to tell your spouse. Mm. Um, if you are in the middle of stealing, or if you're continue, if you're lying about things, if you're you're you're, you're time theft, like at work, you're 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 mm-hmm. saying you show up and you're working longer, you know whatever it is, yeah, stop it, <laughs> quit it, yeah. But I think on top of quitting it is going to be the accountability of telling somebody about that. Confess your sins one to another. We talk about that a lot on this this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to do those things. To be able to make it right. Wow. Wow. That's so good. So, um, the enemy before Jesus died on the cross yeah. had right to everything because that was given to him because of the fall. Yeah. When, when Adam first sinned, when Adam mm-hmm. and Eve sinned, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they gave that authority over, over back, to the enemy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when Satan came to Jesus and tempted him. Yeah. Uh, he said to Jesus, all this has been given to me. Yep. And he had legal rights to all that. Yes. But Jesus died and took it away. Mm-hmm. You know? So, do you think that when the enemy has, let's say there's legal ground that the enemy has in our lives, you know, and we want to uh, break those legal rights, do you think our mindset of understanding that first Jesus has uh, Jesus took everything back from the enemy. Do you think that's important in breaking those legal ground of the enemy in our personal lives? I think it depends on where you're at spiritually. 
Like if you're a new Christian listening to this and you're going, man, I got to get all these things right. I got to do A, B, C, yeah. D, E, and F before this works. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Mm. The greatest prayer that you could ever pray in the history of prayers is four letters. Mm. Help. Mm. Just like when G- when Peter was standing on the on the water, walking with Jesus, and he began, the Bible says he began to sink. Because again, sin doesn't just all of a sudden slap you in the face. Sometimes it does, but he doesn't lure us in that way. Mm. You know, it, it 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 you know you you begin to sink into sin. Yeah. And the, Peter just goes help. And so there's times for that help, but then there's also as you've been saved longer and the Lord begins to reveal things. Like if you if things have been revealed to you, hmm. then you need to start from that revelation that you have and do something with it. Hmm. Because we don't want to be like in, in James it talks about the person who looks at their face and then forgets what they look like. Hmm. It's like you've been taught things. It's like Go back to, and, you know, Jesus says, you know, repent. I think it's uh, to one of the, the churches in the, the book of Revelation. Yeah. He goes, go back to your first love. Mm-hmm. Go back to that relational aspect that you have with him and mm-hmm. rekindle that. So good. And walk out what I've already told you. Mm-hmm. And so it really just depends. Again, I, I think this is where we, we pause. Like if you're stuck in sin right now, mm-hmm. the best thing you could do is get alone with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Get in a place where you could hear him and just mm-hmm. go, hey, this is where I'm at and I'm stuck. How do I get out of this? Mm. Wow. You quit partnering with the enemy. Mm. Quit partnering with the, with the lie that what you're doing is actually okay. Mm. You know, this is what's crazy is that in today's day and age, everything goes that your kids at schools, if you have kids in schools, they're being taught mm. lies constantly. Like like when I was a kid, I you know, I wasn't being taught that men have periods. Mm-hmm. You know, I that, that that like we we like that's something that we never had to combat. Mm. You know, my daughter who who was in the drama program in her high school, at her previous high school, was being bullied for being one of the only straight heterosexuals in the program. Wow. You know, so times have changed, you know, so we quit partnering with these lies Mm. that we're believing and we give room for the Holy Spirit to come in because not everything is going to be an A, B, C, D. Mm -hmm. It's going to be being obedient to that word. And that's like the first thing that we have to start Mm -hmm. off with is that obedience starts with asking Mm. and then being obedient. Wow. That's so good. Now, what is the... The relationship between believing a lie and constantly dealing with the the struggle of sin. Well, again, we're partnering hmm. with it. I mean, I think you can get so far stuck into sin where you just sit there and go, well, I'll never get out, so I might as well enjoy it. Hmm. You know, or saying that, well, it's, I'll just never, never move past this. Hmm. So, again, I, I think it's not... Um, one of the, the, I have this taped on my, my bathroom mirror, you know, and I think Steve Backlund had said it. He said, quit asking God what to do. Wow. Begin to ask God what to believe. Ooh, that's a good one. Say that again. Stop asking God Here. what to do. Mm-hmm. Start asking God what to believe. I think this is where we got to be careful not running to 
your favorite preacher, mm-hmm. your favorite book outside of the Bible, your favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of ways, we've made Christianity very easy for people. Mm. Like if I need a Bible verse to inspire me, I don't have to read the Bible. I could just Google the Bible verse. Or if I'm struggling. And again, there are good things and bad things. As a, as a, as a former pastor who had to preach 52 or more times a year, I'm very grateful for being able to Google a Bible verse. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> but be careful that you don't yeah. allow that to replace the mm. relational aspect of gaining information mm. to saying, Lord, what do you actually think about me? Mm. Or even being honest with the Lord, saying, Lord, I'm stuck in this. What do you think about this? Mm. What do you think about me? Because what can keep us trapped is that self-condemnation. Mm-hmm. That that just feeling like we're just worthless piece of crap, and when mm-hmm. you start feeling like a worthless piece of crap, and you start believing that, you'll really start believing it. Yeah, and you'll start to live out that destiny. Mm. And some of it is even changing the way that you speak. Mm-hmm. This whole well, "I'm just a sinner saved by grace" bunch of crap. Oh, that is a biggest. That's a steaming pile. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You might have been, yes, you might have been a sinner mm. that was just saved by grace, but there's no power in that. Mm-hmm. Where's the victory in that? Because Jesus died to make you into a saint. Mm. You know, why would you continually go back into something that, that only brought you into bondage? Yeah. I think in some aspect, we also limit the power of the cross, too. Sure. Because if my perspective of the cross only ends when the blood of Jesus is shed, then I don't get to live the reality of what comes after it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm a sinner saved by grace. So you stop at being a sinner saved by grace and you're not surprised every time you go back to sin instead of, okay, I'm saved by grace. I've been made into the likeness of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we don't embrace that reality. I think, one of the reasons is why we're stuck into the struggle is that my mind is still not aligned with the reality of I'm a saint, I'm the righteousness of God, but it's still attaching to the reality of I'm a sinner and I'm always gonna, I mean, I'm always gonna need a savior, that's true, but my mind is still stuck on I'm a sinner, yeah, and I'm not surprised if I'm fall back into sin because my, my. Uh, response will be, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yeah, what you spend your time thinking on and give mm-hmm. your affection to is who you become. Ooh, so good. And you become who you who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. And so if you continually hang out with the thoughts of despair, of sinner, of all these other things, that's what you're going to get. It's mm-hmm. That's the part of the renewing of the mind. Romans mm-hmm. 12, 2, no longer conform to the patterns mm-hmm. of this world, yeah. but be renewed of mind. Wow, And those are the things that we have to, that's where the renewing comes from. It's understanding that you were made for something greater. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a challenge and this is the problem that's brought forth. Like, like we could trace a lot of problems back to the inception yeah. of evolution being taught in the schools. Because when you were told that you were actually more animal than you are human mm-hmm. and that you are just a chance amoeba that happened to me when you're a mutation. Yeah. It begins to pull you out going, okay, well, that's why I, I, I need to live for, uh, for self. Mm. 
you know, we're, we're constantly being told, like, man is not, this is the dumbest, I like to slap people. I, I, mm. The spirit of slap comes upon me when I hear this. <laughs> but when, when people start saying this whole, well, you know, men just aren't meant to be monogamous. Mm. They're meant to have many different partners. It's in their DNA. That is the biggest uh, yeah. a lie. It lie from the devil. Yeah. And they start going, well, porn doesn't really hurt anybody. Or, mm. you know, you start believing these lies and you start falling into it. Mm. You know, it's no wonder we continually fall. It's no wonder yeah. that we continually go into these things. It's It's got to be a, a complete renewing of the mind in mm. order to be able to overcome sin. Yeah, I remember one incident that broke my heart in a good way. I, I was just i was just done watching porn and then i clearly heard the lord say i still call you righteous and i was like whoa whoa and that verse came to mind i'm the righteousness of god in christ you know and i think when you start understanding that you are the righteousness of god in christ Mm -hmm. sooner that becomes a reality and I think that's also one of the ways that sin becomes less appealing to you mm-hmm. because you know, okay, that's my identity. Yeah. The old man is dead. I don't have to go digging in the grave again. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're and you know, it's, it, God didn't call the act righteous, mm-hmm. you know, who you are, who you've been created to be, you know, going back to Abraham, Abraham was, you know, Abraham would call things that are not mm-hmm. as though they were, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times we want to have this whole thing. Well, I'm just a dirty, rotten sinner. Yeah. This is how I feel. You know, he's saying, "Look, you're righteous." Mm. You know, I used to tell, we used to tell our kids like, "Hey, you're not a bad kid, but you did it. You did a thing that was not good." Mm. You know, you're a good girl, and good girls don't do that. Mm. You know, speaking into that identity instead of saying you're bad. Mm. I even try to do this with 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 my dogs. Yeah, you know, I, I speak life over them. I'm like, <laughs> like, hey, you, like, I want to go bad. I'm like, no, you're mm. a good dog, and good dogs don't eat my slippers, you little jerk. I mean, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> you know, I, you know, that's that's where we got to be careful. Is again, yeah. we want to speak those things that are not as though they mm-hmm. they are, because that's the model that he takes. You mm. know, we are called to be righteous. We mm-hmm. are righteous in his sight because of the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that we do everything perfect? No. But here's the thing, we can, mm. because Jesus is the model. And that's another lie that we got to break down is that, well, I just ain't Jesus. Ooh, not good. No, <laughs> because that because now you're giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to fail and misbehave. Mm-hmm. And like that is, that is the spirit of stupid mm-hmm. that comes on. Again, we partner and align ourselves with, with that sort of thing. Wow. Now, what would you say is the correlation between... Um, speaking life over us and walking in the freedom that we had that was given to us on the cross. Meaning, if you still know that, okay, you struggle with lying. Let's say, for example, okay, but you go to the Father every day. You say, okay, Father, what do you say? What do you think, or what do you say about me? And He says, No, you are you are someone of honesty. Even though you're still in the struggle, but you're still speaking that over. Okay, I'm, I'm a person of honesty. What would be the correlation between that and walking in that actually in that reality? I think that's when we purpose in our heart. Mm-hmm. 
when we say, okay, this is what I'm called to, this is what I am, and now I need to act accordingly. And there mm-hmm. is discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, we pull that out a lot. There is this there is this D word in the Bible called discipline, where we walk out that discipline, mm-hmm. where the Lord says, this is who you are, now go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just like in anything, is that, that I could sit there and believe that I'm a skinny person, that God has called me to be a skinny man, and still eat six pizzas <laughs> yeah and drink dr pepper mm-hmm. all day long yeah and so i could live by that i could confess with my mouth that mm-hmm. i am saved i'm healed i'm whole i'm in perfect health but there is an aspect that i do need to walk out like i do need to practice moderation like yeah. if i'm having a problem with lying and he goes no you are righteous like with you you look at porn and mm-hmm. he goes you you are you're you're still righteous mm-hmm. and you go oh well, God called me righteous. Yeah. Bring on round two. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not that's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is is that there is a discipline that comes to walking this out, and there is a discipline to stay away from sin. Yeah, you know, we can't continually just walk into it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do believe as well that uh, when the Lord reveals to you uh, how He sees you, there's a groaning inside of you that kind of bubbles mm-hmm. where you're like okay the groaning when you realize this is where i'm supposed to be and this is where i am so that groaning kind of is birthed out of the realization that okay i need to align with that reality you know i think it kind of comes back to what we started off talking about earlier mm-hmm. um was that we are a triune being yeah that we are spirit mm-hmm. we are soul and we are body yeah and this is really, this is one of the places in the Bible where, like, this is a democracy. Mm-hmm. Majority rules. And if your heart is going to line with your flesh, mm-hmm. you're going to live by the flesh. Mm-hmm. If your mind um, um, aligns with your spirit, mm-hmm. then your flesh is going to come. It, it may struggle. It may, it, may, it may not want to, mm-hmm. but it's going to come into that alignment. Yeah. And I think that's what's important is that we make sure that our mind, will, and intellect is on him, that we are putting the right things into it. Mm-hmm. Like if you struggle with, we'll go back to like with 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 uh, porn, like mm-hmm. if you struggle with that, you probably shouldn't have a subscription to Showtime mm-hmm. or Ooh. Cinemax. Nope. You you probably yeah you shouldn't you probably shouldn't have that mm-hmm. and maybe if you're really still struggling with that you maybe shouldn't go to the beach no. for a season mm-hmm. again I'm not you know I'm not saying that that those are for the lifetime well maybe Cinemax you probably just don't need that but you know mm-hmm. you know you or maybe you need to set down you know reels and Instagram mm-hmm. or TikTok or whatever it is yeah. that's happening um, for for a season. But again, it, it's part of that alignment of saying, I'm mm-hmm. not going to feed my mind these things that are causing yeah. me. There's triggers that cause us to sin. Yeah. And we just stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, again, we're kind of going on a rabbit trail. I know, but, we're rabbit trail. <laughs> but I think one of the main issues that I've seen, in, uh, I've seen in the Christian world is we either... Uh, I've made I've I've forgotten that God is a God who is a father and a father loves to discipline his kids you know 
we either have forgotten that where we're just like, oh, he's a loving father. I sin, I come to him, and all is good. When in fact, the Bible says that father disciplines the kid. Yeah. Hebrews 12, you know. Yeah. Or we're so tied into the discipline aspect of God that we forget the loving aspect of him too. Yeah. When all comes into alignment in him. Yeah, and like in any like any relationship, husbands, wife, best mm-hmm. friends, brothers and sisters, there has got to be balance. Yeah. That you can't always do just one thing. You can't just put all your focus on to like in a in a marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. You can't just put all of your effort into yeah. spending time like every single waking moment together. That's not necessarily healthy. You need time apart. Mm-hmm. You can't spend all your time just watching TV and connecting that way. You can't like you can't just do always having meals together and eating. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to have this balance in a relationship yeah. with everything, and it's focusing on that. Mm-hmm. So, so one, so one, one more thing I want to throw in, mm-hmm. and uh, in order to find freedom from from these things, is that we must take responsibility for our own actions yeah. and attitudes without blaming anybody else, including the devil. True, we must part ways with the, the slave mentality. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that is a bondage type of thing. Like if you sitting here thinking, saying like, "Well, the devil made me do it." You know, this was a popular thing that in the seventies, like the devil mm-hmm. made me do it. Okay, well, the devil might have tempted you, but he can't make you do anything. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of free will, of the free will that you have been given. Yeah, is that you get to make the choice and mm-hmm. you get to choose. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as as we're closing, I want to leave you with with that idea, is that. Just like Joshua says, hey, choose from this day whom you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Mm. So if you're listening to this, it's never too late. If you're still breathing, if you're still alive, Mm -hmm. you have the ability to choose what you're going to do. If you're going to choose obedience Mm. or if you're going to choose disobedience. Yeah. Because it really, it is your choice and it's a choice that brings righteousness Mm-hmm. So, well, that was fun. That was fun. Well, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to revisit this topic. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the other open doors. We still got a few more. We got uh, uh, unforgiveness. That is a heavy, heavy topic. Oh, yeah. Judgments and vows. And so we're going to touch on a couple more of these things that kind of keep us bound. But, uh, Until then, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys later. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. And follow us on social media. And never forget, you're not alone.